And today we're going to continue our message. And I've invited Janine, my wife, to speak. So give a hand for her. She literally told me, she's like, don't ask them to clap. Don't, I said, they're going to clap anyway. Give a right? Come on. So, uh, uh, but uh, just, I thought it'd be so fun for us to finish the series together. We've said at the very beginning that we're going to take two months, and we've done that. This is our eighth week, talking about relationships, marriage, intimacy, some of the most important things that are going on in our world. And we've been using the book Song of Songs, which was written by Solomon, and uh, many of you know, I've been talking about this for eight weeks. You're like, I think I know what he's going to say in these first two minutes. I know it. And um, Solomon wrote to his younger self. And he's saying, like, this is how I royally messed up my love life. And this are the things that I think we need to learn and know. And he basically wrote eight songs. And each of the songs kind of have a hook. And so we've been looking at the hook of the song, the part that inspires us. And the hook for this song start, comes out of Song of Songs 814. Do you want to read it? Sure. Come away, my love. Be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spice. Come on. I read that and I just thought, I feel like a young stag. <laughs> Do you feel like a young gazelle? I'm way too klutzy to be a gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her that before. She said, I'm too klutzy to be a gazelle. <laughs> And so she said that, not me. And, um, you know, you just got to protect the marriage. And so, so he's, the, the invitation here that Solomon has, it's the end. And so if you picture it, Solomon is telling an allegory about him and the Shulamite woman. The word Shulamite literally means the perfect one. This is the perfect romance. This is the ideal. This is the dream. And Solomon ends chapter 8 with kind of that riding off into the sunset, conquering it all, feeling complete, everything great. It's exactly where we're at in our marriage, right? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. That was honest. And, uh, and, and it's this picture of a couple going on this adventure together. And so we want to look at four adventures that I believe Jesus calls us to. Whether you're a couple, single, thinking about being married one day, wondering, saying, I'm never going to do it again. You know, wherever you're at, I believe this, there's a next adventure. And when we get stuck in our life, we get stuck because we, we lose our adventure. Uh, Janina, we were even thinking about adventures in our life. Like, you know, there's certain adventures that come up. And then when that adventure ends, if you're not ready for it to end, you can get stuck. And so we want to look at these four adventures. The first, uh, well, but to do that, we're going to do, um, I want to talk a little bit about some movies. Yeah. I've got a um, spiritual formation diagram for you you're going to love. And... Um, you know, one of the things with movies is Janine um, and I, we, when we first got married, we, we came up with this idea for a date night. So anybody need a little creative date night idea? And what was it? It was junior high date night. So we both picked our favorite junior high movies that when we were that age, what we loved, and our favorite snack. And so we both had to watch each other's favorite junior high movie. And that was dangerous for her because at that time, my top five movies, like I'll go in reverse order, was Anything with Ninjas, The Predator, um, any Rocky and Rambo movie, The Karate Kid, and then my number one favorite movie, and you got to be my age and in the 80s to know this movie, is the movie Rad right? Has anyone ever heard Rad? It's a, B come on, it's a BMX bike movie 
There is a romantic, I thought as a junior high, a romantic BMX bike prom dance scene where they actually dance on bikes <laughs> to send me an angel. If you know that song, you're my age. And uh, I mean, and so I, I, we, it was romantic, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you like it? No. Could we, could we watch it today? No. <laughs> already pulled that for uh, your I, birthday. I tried, yeah. <laughs> it's good, I'm telling you. And then I'm just as nerdy. I like sci-fi, and there was a movie out at the time called Kroll, which is a really obscure sci-fi movie. Anybody? Who knows Kroll? Oh. Holy cow. It's impressive. If you don't know either of those movies, you're way cooler than both of us. <laughs> That's what you need to know. It's true, but that was, that was a fun time. Janine's goal when I was in my 20s and 30s is that I would cry at movies, and um, I fumbled the ball pretty bad one time. Yeah, when no The Notebook came out, everybody in The Notebook? Okay, when it came out, I was like, this is it. Now, and, and she had a friend oh, yeah. say that my husband and I, we watched The Notebook, and after it was over, he put a blanket over us, and we just cried together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what she was hoping for. I don't know if I was hoping for that. Were you hoping? I just a tear. You would have participated. I would have participated. <laughs> she would have been in on that. So what actually happened? So we're getting toward the end and I'm like, he's watching it. He's really engaged. I've got a shot at this. Maybe some emotions are going to come out here. And then the phone rang and he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I took a phone call at the end of the notebook, and she, I don't know if she has forgiven me yet about, it's still a sore spot in the marriage. No. Something happened, though, when I turned 40, I started crying at the drop of a hat at movies. I, I don't know what it was. I would cry at the cheesiest movie. I, I was watching the new Karate Kid. Keep the theme going, right? I was watching the new Karate Kid with my buddy Wes. We're sitting there, we're watching the movie, and it gets to the part where Mr. Miyagi reveals that his wife and son died in a car accident, and the little boy starts doing karate with Mr. Miyagi, and I'm like, they need each other, and I'm crying, and I'm like, I look over at my friend, he's crying too, and I'm like, what is wrong with us? This is Will Smith's And kid. I look over, and I'm like, what is wrong <laughs> It was, it was meaningful. Now, my kids know this. I do not like animated movies, and I don't like movies with animals that talk. <laughs> Who's with me on that, right? Ah, jeez, they shouldn't talk. But there's one movie that gets a pass for me, and it's because it's so good, it makes me cry every time I watch it at the beginning. It's called the movie Up. How many have seen Up, right? Up. Now, we need a little adventure music. Feel it? Okay, so now Up is all about the next adventure. In the beginning of the movie, it's only four minutes and 42 seconds, tells the story of Carl and Ellie. And it starts with Carl and Ellie meeting, falling in love, having their first kiss, getting married. It's like everything you just picture and they fall in love and they go on adventures and, and Carl's a little bit of a stick in the mud and Ellie's up for an adventure and always making Carl do stuff and Carl's resistant and then he ends up loving it. It's, it's literally our story, honey, it's our story. And, and so then what happens is um, they start to decorate a crib and they're getting excited to have a baby and then the story takes a dark turn. Ellie can't have a child and they grieve that 
And then Carl makes this picture book and they make these plans to go off and have adventures. And their great plan, their great goal is to go to Paradise Falls. That's the dream. And so like many of us, they, they get a big jar and they start dropping money in it. And then life happens. How many know life happens? Like this year we were going to go on a family vacation and instead we bought a refrigerator. That's a true human story of the Cameron's life. It's a beautiful fridge that I hate. And, and they never get to go to Paradise Falls. Finally, Carl realizes this. He buys the tickets. He buys the tickets, and then Ellie gets sick. He tries to tell her about it. She gets cancer, and she dies without experiencing that last adventure. And the movie begins with Carl just sitting around and becoming a grumpy old man until one day a wilderness explorer named Russell and his dog Doug knock on the door trying to get badges. And Carl gets this idea to go to Paradise Fall and get his adventure back. And I just wonder if uh, sometimes in our life, we can be a little bit like Carl, where we have quit dreaming about what the next adventure is. And so you can fade the music out. But I wonder this, what are the four adventures of love that Jesus is calling on? And one of the things that we're going to look to use today is this, is God gives us these pictures of human existence And these pictures are never totally complete, and they're meant to not be complete because they remind us of Jesus. And so one of the pictures he gives us is marriage. Another picture is parenting, children. These images actually remind us of God. And so we're going to look at four adventures. What's the first one? First one is the pursuit. Um, We were talking about this this week um, in the pursuit of anything, in relationships, friendships, anything, but a romantic pursuit with Brandon and I, when we first got to know each other, a group of us were going to go rollerblading after church together. It was the 90s. It was normal then. (laughs) It was normal then. I had never put on rollerblades, and as I said before, I am very klutzy, so I was nervous. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, so just going along fine, group of people kind of all around us, and then I see a hill, and I'm already on the hill, and I start to go down the hill, and there's this rock wall. And I have no idea. No one told me how to stop or anything. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to plow into that, and I'm going to break something. Something horrible is going to happen. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this tall shadow comes around. A young stag. Puts his arm around, <laughs> puts his arm around my waist and stops us. Swoops in. I saved her life. <laughs> That's how I tell the story in my head. It felt like that a little bit. And then we had all these different things, like um, when you were going off to college, I helped you pack, and we sat and talked, and then you walked me out to the car. And we just had a long hug. That was it. That was it, just a long hug. There was no commitments. We didn't know what was over at college. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so long hug, and then what did we do? We wrote to each other for two months. So we did that. Then when I came over, we got involved in youth group, which was really... um, we pretty much had all of our now, activities what's funny is outside. We, had, um, we have um, what we call our first kiss and then the real first kiss. The real first kiss, Janine never kissed me. We were playing the game, if you love me, honey, won't you please, please smile. And she kissed me, right? Huh? Anybody ever played that game, right? So those were great moments. Some of you are thinking about playing it later today. See how it goes. The falling in love part, the pursuit of falling in love is beautiful. 
It's, it, it, you know, Janine and I, we joked in a, when we preached a, another time, we'd been married 27 years. The only time we didn't have to work at it was the first 18 months. <laughs> the pursued adventure is easy. Sign me up for that team. It's where we want to go. Um, and when you think of pursuit, we naturally think of pursuing someone else. But you probably can maybe look back in your journey or maybe you're experiencing it now, one of the first times that you felt like you were pursuing God. And uh, when you're pursuing someone, like when I was pursuing Janine, no one um, had to tell me to listen to love songs, right? It was the 90s, so I was listening to Sting and Toad the Wet Sprocket and uh, uh, Spin Doctors, Two Princesses, just singing about my love, right? It just, you, you do that. And when you fall in love with Jesus and begin to pursue him, no one has to tell you to read the Bible, to pray, to listen to worship songs. It's a natural part of the human experience. It's the adventure of first love. Right. First John 4.10 says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So our pursuit is a reminder not just to pursue God, but here's the best part, that God is pursuing you. If there's one thing I want you to walk away from this is that God is pursuing you. He's pursuing you. A.W. Tozer wrote an incredible book called The Pursuit of God. And in that book, he said this, we pursue God because and only because he has first put an urge within us that spurs us to the pursuit of him. It's this picture that God is pursuing you. And I just wonder if somewhere along the way, we get this idea that God is pursuing us only if we're his good kids. Only if we're doing everything right, and that when we're not doing everything right, it's a disapproving father, and I already have one of those, and I don't need another one that isn't there. But that's actually not the story of the scriptures. The story of the scriptures is that God is pursuing you. Now, I'm at an age with, um, where, where um, I know that one day my daughters are going to get married. Okay. They're too young to get married now, and that's okay. But whenever I go to a wedding, there's a song that is being played all the time right now. And um, the song, well, let me see, where's what, what the name of the song? It just went right out of my head. It's I Loved Her First. Has anyone heard that song, I Loved Her First? Right? And it, it's like a dad-daughter dance. And, and uh, one of my friends, he, he, you know, his daughter got married, and I was there, and they danced to that song. And, and there's these words... That make me cry every time. I loved her first. I held her first. And a place in my heart will always be hers. It's like, oh, I almost get a little emotional right there. (laughs) Why does it hit me so deep? It hits me so deep because it's the gospel. Whenever you're pursuing something, that is in there because it's meant to remind you that God loved you first. God pursued you first. It's the gospel message of Jesus that he's pursuing you. 1 John 4, what does it say? We loved each other because he loved us first. And I think that happened for me in that year that I took um, to just focus on Jesus and kind of recalibrate my life and ask him what's going on. Um, He was constantly speaking to me. I carried around a book called Come Away, My Beloved. That's why I like the title of the sermon so much. But I literally was in it all the time and everywhere I went. And the amount of encounters that happened, um, you guys are the hands and feet of Jesus wherever you go. I would have grocers talk to me. I would have um, people just out out of the blue just showing me that God loves me. 
And so that year was so fundamental for me. And I just, it just made all the roots go down so deep. And it really was when I felt like I was the bride of Christ. It says that in the Bible. I never understood it until I finally went through some hard things and then he was there for me. So the beginning, the first adventure is God pursuing you. What's the second one? Second adventure is the life together. The life together. So it says, come away, my love, like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spice. I circled the word mountains of spice in my Bible because every relationship needs spice, right? There, there needs to be a, a little bit of passion, a little bit of energy, right? There's sparks, right? No one ever ha- had to tell me to have a spark for Janine. It's just, it's natural. It's there. I have it. It's the spice of life. We all need it. We all need it. Now, there's two things about life together, okay? First, we need spice. The second one is life together includes both mountains and valleys. And this is so important because when we do our vows with someone, we say things like, for better, and what's the other one? Worse. Worse, right? (laughs) No one likes that one. And I don't like that one. But it's what we signed up for. It's what covenant is. And I believe this, God's covenant love for you. Remember, marriage is a picture of how God loves you. God loves you in your mountains and achievements, and he loves you in your valleys. And I think a lot of times people have walked away from the church because they found themselves in a situation or a circumstance that they didn't think God approved of, didn't think the church approved of, and now they suddenly feel like God's unwanted kids. Yeah. But that's not the story of the Bible. The story of the Bible that God loves you even in our dark times. I think where I can see that, at least in my life the most, is when you have kids. When you have kids, your heart just bleeds for them. Where, whatever they're going through, is you're going through it with them. And there's no low that can be too low that you won't go there with them and no high too high. Um, I'm always thinking about my three kids. And wh- however the one that's doing the, the worst is, that's kind of where my heart's at because I, just, I want to be, them to be doing well and I want them to know how much we love them. And we started playing this little game, I don't know when, um, but I would say there's absolutely nothing you can do Nothing you can say that will cause me to not love you and not come for you. I will always. And they would come up with crazy scenarios of things that they could do. And I'm like, nope, that's still not going to cause me to not love you. I'll be in jail with you. Whatever it takes, I'm there with you. <laughs> I mean, visit. I don't want to do the bad thing. but <laughs> This has taken a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. But that's the kind of love. Like when you love, when you have a child, that kind of love is so, it just goes beyond. And there's a special love that we have that's romantic love. But Brandon can get me angry. I'm good at it. Kids can too, but it's a different thing. And that's what I think when Jesus says, um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That he is letting us know, literally, the valley of death, there's nowhere else, even into hell. There's no place he won't come and fight for you and not be with you and be for you. I love the picture of parenting. It reminds us that even, even Jesus said, even you as an earthly father, if you love your kids this much, how much more your heavenly father? And somewhere along the way, I think we thought God's grace was limited 
And I can tell you this, God's grace is so much greater than my grace as a parent. So think about yourself as a parent. How much must your heavenly father love you if you love your kids that much? It's even more so, and that is a beautiful picture. Jesus has an invitation to all of us. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, for my yoke is easy and my burden is life. And he offers us rest. We need to remember that our journey with Christ is a life together where he is with us in the highs and the lows. That's the second adventure he takes us on. Mm -hmm. And the third one, you want to read it? The wall. The wall. Now that doesn't sound exciting. I told you before that I'd have a spiritual formation picture. There's something that just happens in our journey where, hey, everything's going good, we're moving through the life's valleys and mountains and stuff, and then we hit a wall. And I believe that we hit this wall um, in our faith. I think we hit this in our relationships. I think you can hit this in your workplace. And so I'm gonna put this picture up on the screen. And in this picture, it starts off with kind of the beginning of the pursuit where we recognize God where we're doing life together with God, we're experiencing life, and it becomes productive. And then somewhere along the way, it starts to turn the arrows of our heart inward to like, I'm learning more, knowing more, growing more. And it starts to become a little bit more about me, 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 me in our life. And then we hit the wall. Part of the reason why I think we get there is our culture. Our culture says the way to pursue things is to make it about you. You're the most important. Your, your heart, your health, your life, all of that needs to be taken care of. And is there truth to that? Yes, there is some truth to that. I mean, we can't be the kind of people who don't take care of ourselves and our life. But always looking inward starts to make us more and more selfish. And what happens is we get this angst where we start to go like, hey, I've heard that, I know that, I've been there, I've got the t-shirt, I've done it. And what happens to start feeling like is our adventure is not there. So the question is this, how do we break through to the other side? It says the journey outward and a life of love. How do we do that? So how we do that is literally thinking about others more than ourselves. And uh, it sounds so churchy and spiritual, but if you look at your life and you um, think of a time you've had a problem or you're going through it now, um, and you focus on it and you think about it, you focus on it, you think about it, you talk about it, it gets bigger and it makes it even heavier because your mind is reinforcing all of that. But when you can go out and do something for someone else or care about them or show them love, or even in your stories, I know a lot of you have all different life stories, I do too, when I get to use something I've gone through or pain that I've gone through or marriage stuff that we've gone through or my childhood, and I see someone else get some hope or light from that and say, okay, I guess you made it through. I can make it through too. That makes the whole thing make sense. That makes my pain make sense. And I can literally feel like Jesus going, that's why you went through that. This is how it's redeemed. Good job. So journey out, but we always have to choose it. It doesn't always come naturally. So choosing that journey outward, then we can live a life of love. So when you walk, you see those people that walk around with just love for everybody, full of grace. Everybody's drawn to them like Jesus because they know that they're loved and accepted the way they are. And so it changes your whole trajectory from the wall. And we'll go back around and hit another wall and then have to go through it again. It's a cycle. But that was, is what I've really found. 
When I first started in ministry, I, I thought this, that like we would get married, we would have the perfect marriage, <laughs> I would be um, the perfect Christian, and that our life would go really smooth and great, and then we would minister out of all the abundance we have of our life. And it only took me about three weeks in ministry to realize that's never going to happen. The real truth is this, is life is messy. We don't have it all figured out. We struggle and need grace just like everybody else in this room. And that what you have to give is often an offering of a sacrifice. You're like, I'm running on empty, but I'm going to invest in someone right now. And time and time again, we've noticed that when we give, even out of what we don't feel like we have, it becomes something that Christ is doing through us. And there is something so powerful when you realize you have something to minister to, even not out of your overflow and excess, but out of your sacrifice and desire to be obedient, even when things are brutal and tough and messy. And I'll tell you this, if you wait for the day for everything to be right to give back, it will never happen. It will never happen. That's Adventure Force, shared mission. Yeah, the shared mission. The final thing, and I'll invite the band to come back up as we, as we get ready to close. But we've found in our life, you have to know what your mission is as a couple or as an individual. All of us, if you look at the Carl and Ellie story, right, they have the scrapbook. And in the scrapbook, they have all the adventures. And they have the last scrapbook, which is the blank page. And if I were to challenge everybody here today with what is the next adventure Jesus is going to take you on? What's that adventure? What's the blank page? What's the thing that he's calling you to? Often it's a shared mission. When you first fall in love and get married, the the first mission is just to like survive. Like I remember our first year of marriage, right? We we got married and we we went back to the Furs married apartments at Northwest University and I carried her over the threshold and I just thought any time that week or month my parents would break in the door and be like you guys can't be living together. This is not okay, right? This you're not a real couple. Like I remember we, we bought a Christmas tree five days before Christmas because we're like, oh, we should probably do a Christmas tree. We've never done that before. And everything was new and everything was starting. And it was our mission. Then you have a shared mission of a kid's. Now, now, my kids are threatening that they might leave the house in the next 18 months. We'll see if they really do. I don't know. I'm in no hurry. But I know this, that there's a new adventure that God's calling us to And I just wonder, what's that new adventure for you and your spouse? Now, I do know this. There's adventures she has that I'm like, go do that. And then there's adventures I have that she's like, go do that. But what are the things that you're doing together to make a difference? I'm going to invite you to stand as we close. And um, we want to pray for a couple things today. Um, I want, to, I want to pray for those that maybe you're here and you're going, hey, I'm in a valley, I'm in a valley moment, and I need God's grace, and then I want us to pray for the next adventure. And so would you lead us in a prayer for those two things? Jesus, I thank you um, that we get to be together. We get to do life together. Um, I just thank you for everyone that came here today.